Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today, Excuses Be Gone with Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'm Diane Ray, taking your calls here in the studio. And welcome, Dr. Dyer. You're joining us again from Florida today, and hopefully it's a lot nicer there than it is here in Southern California. We're getting a ton of rain today, which we actually really need. Oh, my goodness. uh, We always say in Maui, no rain, no rainbows. Uh, (laughs) We're always very grateful for the rain. I always think of rain as one of the great miracles of of all. You know, it's like every time it happens, people complain, but it's... uh, uh, you know, without it, none of us could even uh, stay alive for a day. So it's just, it's always an amazing gift that all of a sudden just everything, this mana from heaven just uh, showers down on us from the skies and uh, and says, here's what you need to sustain yourself. Here's what you're made of. Here's what your earth is made of. This will grow all your food. This will take care of all your thirst. This will take care of everything. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love the rain. I love to be in it and walk around. And Southern California hardly ever gets it. So. That, that's so true. And yeah. we really do need it because the water levels here have really been just dangerously low. And they're telling yeah. us we have to conserve water. And so the fact that we're getting dumped on is very good. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing like a good dumping on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's walking around the building with their sweaters on, making soup and stuff like that. I know. That, it's so. funny when it doesn't rain in, in, in communities. Uh, people don't even know how to drive in they the rain. Don't. They don't. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> acting like it's like they're on ice or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a bizarre event. So yeah. we are enjoying it today. And just a couple of announcements that I wanted to make before you go to callers. Um, there's a big event coming up in January that's kind of unique that you're doing. It's Wishes Fulfilled, a unique cinema event on January 28th and with an encore event on February 4th. And you'll be coming to a movie theater uh, near us to uh, talk about how to start living your true life's purpose. And this is just in time for the new year. Now, well, this this will be a film, though. You won't be coming to the theater. No, this is actually a filmed <laughs> lecture uh, that I, I I did at the I Can Do It conference in uh, in in Tampa just recently, and they have they have a new company that um, the, films it, and then they put it into theaters. They start advertising it in in the various theaters, and then people can buy tickets. I'm not sure how much it is. I think it's like twenty dollars, and you get like like an ent- entire evening. It's a two two hour plus uh, uh, lecture presentation. Uh, particularly for communities where, you know, I wouldn't be able to attend, obviously, and, and uh, be there in person. So it's uh, you just go to your local movie theater and uh, you'll find it. I, you've been looking for the website. Probably Hay House will have be having something up on it very, very soon. Yes, definitely. But it's those a... are the dates, January 28th and February the 4th, and um, it'll be very interesting to see how it works out. We've never done it before. They filmed it. They had a big film crew there in, in Tampa, and um, now they're editing it and putting it all together for being in the movie theaters. So you can go see The Shift, and then you can see um, you know, see me live. Right, a double feature. Right. <laughs> the Dyer, Wayne Dyer double feature. Right. So we will have more information on that coming up, the Wishes Fulfilled Cinema event. So just keep those dates in mind, January 28th, and also the Encore event on February 4th, and see Dr. Wayne Dyer in theaters. And also I wanted to mention, with people rushing around getting things for the holidays and maybe getting their holiday list together, if you order five or more copies of the shift, you get a 50% discount from now until Christmas Day, December 25th. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Absolutely. And there's no, I don't think there's any greater gift that you can give than a, a gift of, of, of a beautiful film that I think people will really, really uh, love and enjoy. I sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I happen to love this movie very, very much. And we give a copy away to everybody who gets through on the show this entire year. 
That's and right. We'll continue that today. And people, even if they have the the film already, if they've already seen it, just gift it, regift it. All your, all your Christmas <laughs> shopping is done. Everybody listening right now, just call in, guys. Get have the film sent. They'll get them to you before Christmas, and you can get them on your way. That's it. It's perf- perfect gift. So it's, keep- it's actually helping me because the the thing that I want to do is have have a certain number of people. What I've talked about this before in the year. When we reach a critical mass, if we can get 10 million people to watch this film, I believe we can we can shift the consciousness of this entire country. That's how powerful I think that film is, and, uh, and most people who watch it uh, agree with me. That's right. Make a global shift. Right, exactly. Which would be amazing. Mm. And then one other thing I wanted to throw out, which is free, which I just saw this uh, online today, the new Excuses Be Gone sampler app for your iPhone. It's a freebie here, which is really cool. It contains the 18 most common excuses and 18 affirmations to work with them. So that would be a neat thing to have on your phone, you know, if you feel that excuse coming up, and then you could just have the, the correct affirmation right there. Well, it sounds great. I'm not sure how those things work, but uh, <laughs> people tell me about them all the time. My kids have them. So. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you about those crazy things about like apps. iPhones yeah, and apps. I don't even apps. know what an app is or an iPhone, but uh, I know I pay for them, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is free, which is cool, yeah. so I, I did want to uh, mention right. that to our listeners out there today. Just go to hayhouse.com to find out about that. And we've got some great callers coming in. I'm noticing a lot of people from Canada today, several Canadian callers, Ontario, Quebec. So let's start with that. Would you like to go to Montreal. Sure. I'd love to. Let's check it out. Roxandra on line one. Hello. Welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer today. Thank you. Hi, Roxandra. I can't believe it. I'm the first time. You are. How are you? <laughs> so today it worked out well. Um, how am I? I wish I knew how to answer this question, but I could say uh, it could be better, but I'm okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. I wish I uh, knew a bit more because uh, I'm uh, kind of stuck uh, in a rut work-wise. Uh-huh. I mean, not only work-wise, but uh, the work aspect is one of the the one that bothers me most because I don't know what to do with my life and find my life purpose. Mm-hmm. So um, I have been back to school for the almost nine years now, and I'm in the middle of a PhD that I don't know if I would, I would uh, finish. So that's a big... Uh, that's not an unusual place for people in Ph.D. programs. You get to a point where you ask yourself, what am I doing and what am I putting myself through this for? Uh, right. But, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's uh, like, uh, like context-wise. My supervisor died last year. From the beginning, I felt I didn't belong there. Initially, I was rejected. I had to reapply. And although the topic is really interesting because I, I thought it's, I, I took it more like a mission. I said, I know I don't want to work in academia for sure. Uh, why am I going through this when it's very difficult too? So um, uh, anyway, um, that's why I'm like, I don't want to do it unless I'm able to say I don't, I'm not going to regret it. I don't regret what I've done so far. Uh-huh. But this year I'm really kind of, I don't know, maybe I needed to grieve because uh, I had few losses several years, like up to or three. And maybe I was, and I'm very, very tired. So I, I did kind of it's in between, like a kind of a transition. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a step further to figure out what's next for me. I have some uh, areas, but I don't know how to package myself and how really to trust that I can do something. Well, you really do know how. Um, it's uh, because no one can teach it to you now, especially now. How, how old are you? 
49 uh, last week. Yeah, so you're you know almost a half a century, uh, 50 times around the sun. You pretty much know how to do it, Roxanne. The, the fact is that uh, you've just been trained with a bunch of memes to believe that you know things have to be a certain way and that you have to do things the way you know that you programmed yourself to do them or someone else programmed you to do them you get into a program and then you start you know, start asking questions about is this where i belong should i be doing this i don't know uh and the fact is all of it is uh all of it is just not even it's not even worth the agony that you put yourself through yeah probably it, not it really isn't uh, the, the 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 truth is that uh, all you get is today you know we all know that this is mm-hmm. you know you get the present moment you get the now if you can learn how to live fully and completely and totally in the present moment and just be uh, be there in this moment uh, realizing that the now is all you ever get you know and that the future thing that you're all worried about is nothing more than just a now and everything that's ever happened to you in the past that didn't really happen to you in the past, it happened to you in the present moment. So that uh, your relationship to life, and this is what I would say to everybody listening today, your relationship to life is really nothing more than your relationship to the, to the present moment, how well you're able to live in it. And if you can find a way to go within, to get peaceful, to meditate, to get quiet, and that's why I always say the, the best way to handle all of these kinds of questions that we have for ourselves is to get our attention off of ourselves, off of our ego, off of what's in it for me, and off what I should be doing, and me, 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 all of the I, I, I stuff, and just turn it, turn it around and begin to serve more. I, it's what I do all the time when I get when I feel myself struggling and I don't know quite what what to do, even in relationships or in, with my work or whatever. Is I just stop and I go through my mail and I pick out some letters from people who really are struggling and really are having a difficult time, and I reach out to them and. Every time that I, I find myself letting go of thinking about myself and putting my mm-hmm. attention on someone else, almost always I start to feel better, the, the, the answers become clearer, and I don't, uh, I don't get myself so worked up and into a dither over uh, what I should be doing or what I shouldn't be doing. You know, it's like um, I used to always quote from uh, my friend Artie Pine, who was my... Uh, who was my agent many, many years ago. He passed away a few years back, and uh, he used to say, I'm an old man, and I've had many troubles, most of which have never happened. Yeah, 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 I'm a good warrior, unfortunately. It's a learn. I know uh, a part of it is a a lot learned, but uh, I'm very good at doing which, uh, which is not uh, healthy, obviously, and I kind of in between this space, like struggling, stop worrying, and then beating myself up for it. And the problem is that I try meditation, and I am not able to maintain a routine. I mean, I know how to meditate. I mean, at least one time, because I have tried it, it worked at one point. But mm-hmm. then even when I try to do yoga or something, if I do it at home, I do it two or three days, and then, then I move to something else, and get distracted with uh, other things and I know that would be one of the solutions to, to really and part of the problem was that in the beginning that's how I stopped it was I cannot stand to see my thoughts like I, it's so annoying that like can't believe I'm thinking so much I know so bad. Thing, I can hear it even in your voice it's, and it's and it's uh and, and you say to yourself, okay, I try yoga and I do it for two or three days and then I lose interest in it. Well, but what's wrong with that? You know, and, and I, I think that's the bottom line to feel, to realize there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And so you let go of yoga for a few days and then you wake up one day and you say, I think I'll do yoga again. And, uh, you know, it's like you, we, we all get conditioned with these, I call them memes and excuses be gone. You should, have you read Excuses Be Gone? No, I think, no. I, I really think you should read that. It would be very, very helpful to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about overcoming all of these lifetime, lifetime thinking habits. And, the, and the, 
the the, uh, the display quote for that book says, "Don't believe everything that you think." Right. You know, I mean, because you've been you've been conditioned to think that you're supposed to be on a right track. You're almost 50 years old. You should know what you're doing. You should know where you're going. You're in a program. You should finish the program. You know, you sh- you should have some discipline. You should. And there's no should about any of that. All you have to do is just enjoy yourself. And the best way to enjoy yourself and to be happy is to forget about yourself and reach out and serve other people. That's the greatest way to yeah. find to find your happiness. That's what I would recommend, truly, especially yeah. with the yeah. holiday season coming up. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's on my list, and it's just that I have to move it and act, uh, act on it. Because I, 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 I said, oh, I have to go volunteer somewhere. I have to, I have to. Absolutely. I, I was too busy with yeah. my little selfish. Absolutely. Like, too much ego, too much, yeah, uh, too much too worry, much too much concern the... about myself and what's in it for me and am I doing the right thing. And we could trace that back to your parents and their parents and their parents' parents. And, uh, yeah, but and I don't help anymore because I'm tired of understanding. I've overanalyzed absolutely. everything and I want to move on. Absolutely. My friend Stuart Wilde has a, you know, we used to have a thing down on a refrigerator. He used to say, there are many things in life that I do not understand, and I like it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to understand it. Well, I'm not sure I will ever let go of that 100%, but, <laughs> yeah, but I want to keep the learner part. Give yourself permission to just be. You yeah. know, listen to the Beatles. You know, go listen to the Let it be. Let it be. There will come an answer. Let it be. It's one of the great slogans of all time. Just, yeah, you know, stop the struggling, the internal stuff that you do with your mind, and just enjoy you watch. Everything that you need will come along. we got to move along. Okay. I'm going to send you a copy of the ship, so stay stay tuned, okay? Have you Thank you seen very it? much, Dr. Wayne. Thank you, Roxanne. Happy Thank holidays. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. And we'll get Roxandra a DVD copy, send her one out to Quebec. And we've got two minutes, maybe time to get sure. started with someone really quickly. So let's go to Judy. She's also calling uh, from Canada, from Ontario, and wants to know about self-sabotaging. A great question. Welcome, Judy. Hi. Hi, Judy. Thank you for taking my call. And Dr. Dyer, I want to thank you for all of the work that you do. It's just awesome stuff, and it's really helped me a lot. Thank you very much. Um, my question today, though, is uh, you only have two minutes, so I'll be very quick. No, that's okay. Every we can always I, come back if we have to. Oh, that's okay. Every time I start to move forward um, with anything that I want to do that I'm excited about, um, but in particular weight loss, um, I start to get body problems. Like right now, I've, I've really decided to take the next level towards um, being fit and healthy, and my back goes out. So mm. the things that I plan to do, I can't do. Um, and it's not that it's going out because I'm not doing exercises properly. It's even before I get started. Mm. So I'm wondering, what is in your head? Like I, I've been reading Excuses Be Gone, and it's not a, a conscious thought. It just sort of happens, and I'm wondering, what is that self-sabotage that's somewhere really in those memes uh, that... That's a really good question, because I, I know I do the same thing myself. As a matter of fact, I was just telling Diane, both of us were talking about having a lower back pain ourselves today. Well, um, maybe it's just going around then. <laughs> no, I don't think that it's going around. Uh, as much as I think that when you set yourself up to do something that you haven't done, haven't been able to do for a long time. Like, you, how long have you been not in the weight level that you would like to be? How long has you been overweight? How many? Ten years. So you got ten years. you got a whole decade behind you of uh, carrying around excess. How much extra weight? About 160 at this point. 160 extra? Yep. Okay. Well, hold hold on, Dr. Dyer. Let's continue this uh, after the break. This is a great question, and I'm sure a lot of people can benefit from that, too. So we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back, and uh, we'll continue with Judy's question. This is Excuses Be Gone with Dr. Wayne Dyer on HayHouseRadio.com. We'll be right back. 
And welcome back to the show. Excuses be gone with Dr. Wayne Dyer. I just wanted to remind you to follow Dr. Dyer on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also check out Dr. Wayne Dyer's blog and daily affirmations on HealYourLife.com. And before the break, uh, you had just gotten started with Judy in Ontario. A great question uh, about self-sabotage. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Let's go back to Judy. Hi, Judy. Are you there? Yes, I am. So for those who just joined us, basically you're saying that you set, you set your, yourself up with a goal or an ambition of some kind to uh, get yourself back into the kind of shape that you know you belong in and that uh, is, your, is your birthright. And that as soon as you uh, make the commitment to do that, uh, something, goes, uh, something goes a whack and, and off you go. Right. Um, I, you're, you're listening to uh, someone who, was, uh, who has been an addict for a good part of his life, or at least part of uh, addictive behaviors. Uh, as a kid, it was to Coca-Cola and sugar, and then it was to nicotine, and then it was to alcohol and drugs and things like this. And uh, and so I, I I know the game, all right. And, and when you want to change something like an addictive pattern, uh, and you're talking about an addiction to food here, obviously, uh, because you're saying you're carrying around an extra 160 pounds. That's another person and a half. That uh, right. an extra person that you're carrying around, and you and you know. All of the, uh, you know, all of the dangers of doing such a thing to your body, Correct. and you want to make the change. Uh, and when I wanted to make the change to stop uh, drinking uh, Coca-Cola, for example, when I when I wanted to stop with the caffeine, or when I wanted to stop with the nicotine, or stop with the alcohol, and so on, um, I would find myself that there's a sabotaging system built up, built into uh, into addictive behavior. And this sabotaging system is one that really because I think that the things like sugar, which is one of the things you're addicted to, I can feel it. Um, is um, is something that um, has is an entity all unto itself, and it has the, almost a design on you, uh, and it uh, and it begins to speak to you in a certain way, and it begins to say to you, you, you begin to say, well, I'm going to overcome this, you know, this this overeating thing, this lack of exercising thing, and uh, and the the entity, whether it's uh, whether it's cocaine or whether it's sugar or caffeine or whether it's alcohol or whatever it might be. Um, almost uh, speaks back to you and says, "You think it's going to be that easy? You think I'm going to let go of you quite uh, like that?" Uh, and that's and so, how it feels. Pardon me. That's how it feels. Yeah, it's exact, I don't believe that it's just how it feels. I believe that's true. Okay, I believe that it does. It does. Like everything in the universe has an energy system. A cocaine is an energy system. Caffeine is an energy system, and it's like, and uh, there's just little pieces of it, but there's one great big energy system, and, it, and it's showing up in all kinds of ways. So that um, when you set yourself up to go ahead and do what it is that you really want to do and you start talking to yourself in the right way and having the right affirmations and doing all the kinds of things that we speak about here on AOS Radio and that I speak about in my book and uh, in, in, in many of my books and in the film and so on, what happens is that that self-sabotaging system begins to, to kick in, and it begins to say, you're, you know, uh, if you think that's going to be easy, then I'm going to take this away from you. I'm going to make it more difficult for you to... Uh, and what you have to do, Judy, more than anything else, is, is connect to your highest self. And the highest place within you is really God. Uh, and, and so it's like, instead of saying, I, I've quoted this a few times on the show, my friend Patty Davis, who was President Reagan's daughter, who was, you know, um, if you know, know anything about her, was a cocaine addict while the president was, well, Reagan was president and, uh, and, and had a terrible relationship with her father and with her mother and so on. And she used to say, I'm going to quit this, but um, I just, I'm just going to stop, I'm going to stop disappointing myself. I'm so tired of disappointing myself. And, and every time she would do that, again, something would come in and she would sabotage herself and she'd go back on another binge and before you know it she'd be 
be right back where she started. And then she said she finally came to a place in her heart where she said, I just decided that I no longer wanted to disappoint God. And I think this is something that you might want to think about really hard. You came into this world from a place of well-being, from a place of perfect well-being. You didn't come into this world obese. You didn't come into this world with any inclinations towards obesity or towards carrying around all of this extra weight that, uh, that you have allowed to pile onto yourself. What you did is you came into a place aligned with God, aligned with your spirit, and you allowed yourself to get away from your spirit. I recommend that you get back and say to yourself, I no longer am intending to disappoint God. There's when you, when you behave in a certain way or when you go to church or so on. I'm talking about the highest place within yourself, the place that you originated from, your source of being, and that is who you are at the very highest level. You're not here as a human being having a spiritual experience. It's the reverse, Judy. You are a spiritual being, a spiritual being having a human experience, and that spiritual part of yourself, has you have disappointed it, and you're sad about it. And, and so every time you go to get yourself back into that aligned place this energy whether it's the sugar or whether it's the you know the the sitting around or whether it's the sore back or whatever it is begins to kick in and uh and to try to get you off of that path because you've been so accustomed to being on a non-spiritual path so what you want to do is when when the backache comes and all of that you say that's fine but uh, i'm still not going to overeat today and i'm still going to walk around the block um even though i said i wouldn't i'm going to even do it with a sore back um, in other words, I'm going to talk back to these self-sabotaging lifetime thinking habits that I have had, and I'm going to talk back to them in a way that they've never been talked to before. I'm going to remind myself and go through the paradigm. Have you read Excuses Be Gone? Yes, I have it on my desk still. Yeah. Good. I still the, look at it all the time. Okay, the seven-part the seven part paradigm at the end of that book with the first right. question is, uh, what thoughts do I have? Is it true that it's going to be difficult for me to change? Is it true that I'm, it's going to take me a long time? Is it true that I don't have the strength to do this? And you begin to realize that the, the, those thoughts simply are not true. You're letting yourself be guided by false statements, false thoughts within yourself. And as you begin to make that shift into the, the truer statement, which is, I, I have within me the capacity to be the perfect well-being person that I was intended to be, and you hang on to that affirmation consistently, when the backache comes, you'll just ignore the backache. You know, when, uh, when you say, I'm too tired, you'll ignore the tiredness. When your schedule changes and it just seems like you were re all ready to go do your exercise and it doesn't work, you'll do your exercise before you go to bed. You'll sleep a little bit less, whatever it might be. You'll start to use the discipline that you have, that your spirit is speaking to you have of, instead of the part of you, the ego part of you, which is always looking for some reason to stay and do the easiest thing. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. You're very welcome. And you can I do this. That. You really can do this. Keep in touch with me, okay? I'd like okay. to hear your progress on this. Because once you have an affirmation, I'm going to be writing a book called Wishes Fulfilled. And it's really based on the, on the great teachings of Neville Goddard. Uh, and Neville speaks about the power of assuming. You know, you, your imagination is the greatest gift that you've been given. In your imagination, you see yourself weighing and looking the way you want to. You even draw a picture of yourself uh, looking or find the picture of yourself from 10 years ago when you were the weight that you wanted to be, and you reproduce that as many places as you can. You put it in your car. You put it on your refrigerator. You put it on your bed. You put it on your mirror where you put your makeup on. You, put, you, you have that picture everywhere to constantly remind yourself that who I am is this divine, perfect, p 
peace of well-being that I originated from, and that's where I intend to stay, and God will help you do it, I promise. That's an awesome idea. I never thought of doing that. Yeah. Start with Thank it right you. now. And when we hang up the phone, yeah. you know, you got a backache? Yes. You know, where where are you, in Ontario? Yes. Okay, so put your well, your your warmer clothes on, whatever it is, and go, just, if you'll do this for me, just walk around the block. Okay. I don't need warmer clothes. I have 160 extra pounds. Okay. Can you walk <laughs> around the block? Just walk around the block once today. Okay. Okay, just go do that. And try to walk briskly, no matter how much your back hurts. Just do that. Okay. okay. And now you've taken your first step. But before thank you do you. that, we're going to give you an address, and we're going to send you a copy of the shift. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Judy. God bless you, my friend. You too. Namaste. And let's go to Mandy next. She's calling from Orange, California, on line four. And thanks for joining us, Mandy. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Mandy, there's a minister handy, and it sure <laughs> would be dandy if we let him make a piece. Do you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> so don't you linger. Here's a ring for your finger for Mandy oh. and me. Okay, that's a song to look up. How are you, dear? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Good. Um, I'm calling because my husband has decided that he no longer wants to be married. Mm-hmm. We have two small children, and it's sort of come out of nowhere. And I need to know how I can handle this gracefully and not react with anger because we have children and we need to be friends. Mm. And I don't know if I can do that or... Yes, you can do that, dear. Yes, you can do that. Um, is, is, is this been something that's been coming on or is it a big surprise to you? It was a really big surprise. I mean, we're not perfect. You know, we've, we've kind of taken each other for granted over time. Um, but I never realized he was, he was so unhappy. Um, he's never shared that he he's been stuffing his feelings rather than telling me how he feels and and it got too much for him to handle and then he just just snapped and just said I can't do this anymore I can't do this anymore. Is he seeing was, someone else? I don't. I've asked him and I don't believe that's the case. Um, he says no. That he just. He's not in the. He's not where he thought he would be. He doesn't feel like the man he should be. He doesn't feel like he's um, providing for us financially the way he should be by this point in his life. And he's just. I feel like he has a lot of self-esteem issues that he's reacting like he's running. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't understand it. How old is he? He's 34. And how long have you been married? We've been married um, almost nine years. Mm-hmm. And, and and your reaction is, I mean, as far as you're being able to handle this, yes. I mean, you sound rational. You sound like you know you have to be friends, that you can't, uh, you know, and divorce isn't that uncommon a thing, like every other marriage ends in it uh, in our country. Um, yeah. So it's not like uh, half the people in the country are failures. You know, it's not that you failed right. at anything. You've produced a result. But the question is, um, you know, where are you emotionally in this thing? You're the mom of two little children. Well, I don't want it to end. I think that we have such a good foundation, and mm-hmm. we've been friends for so long and together for so long that I want to work at it, and he doesn't, he can't do that. And so I feel like there's, I feel like if we end this without trying to get counseling, that it, it's throwing it away. Yeah, I, I say, Like yeah. I'm asking him, you know, six months, let's try it for six months, and if you can't change, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go do what you need to do, but to just 
to just up and walk out on it? It doesn't. It, I don't understand that. Doesn't, it doesn't sound right to me, um, Mandy. It really doesn't. He hasn't. He does. He's not leaving the home. He, you know, he he wants to. I, I can't afford our home by myself, but he wants to make sure that financially, I'm I'm still able to stay in our house for the girls, even if that means he has to live with his parents. And and so I don't I don't really understand what he's doing. He it feels like he has guilt and self esteem issues, and I don't know when it, it, it when do I let me him like go. Think, it feels and I you know I'm just talking instinctively here, but it feels to me like he's uh, he's he's been seeing somebody else. Um, and, yeah. that, and that's a hard thing for him to be able to admit to and doesn't want to. I'm, I'm just telling you that off the top of my head, that's what registers. Yeah. I, I don't know that it's true or not, and I have no right to say it other than it's just what I feel, and that's how I run this radio show. And um, it's not the first time I've heard it either, so. Yeah. Um, do you have any, have you had any suspicion of anything like that uh, in, the, mm -hmm. in the last uh, six months or so? I He has, like, a best friend that, um, that, he's really close to but she's um a lesbian and so and I, I mean i've met her girlfriends and and we've spent time together no, i don't mean that i mean has he stayed away from you sexually for example on the last uh, six months or so no 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 so you still have a, clo a physical closeness we aren't now not for the last you know couple Week. of weeks mm -hmm. because i told him i said if he if, if this is what you want we can't we can't lead one life and not the other because I will think that you want to be with me. I'll misunderstand that. And so mm -hmm. we cut it off. Yeah. He's staying in the home. He's sleeping on the sofa. We haven't told our children yet. Mm -hmm. We haven't told our family. Yeah. He doesn't well, have a plan for what he wants to do. And that makes me confused, too. Why wouldn't he have a plan? Is this is well, what I want you wanted. to do, Maddie, what I want you to do, because we only have a few minutes here, what I want you to do is to go within... Okay. And I want mm -hmm. you to I want you to meditate and get quiet, and I want you to find the strength that has allowed you to give birth to those two girls of yours, and that has allowed you to hold this family together, and has allowed you to you know be the the woman, the strong woman that you are, um, and, and and stay in that strength, and begin to realize and recognize that uh, you know whether or not you're with your husband or not, not with your husband, that your sense of your strength and your peace and your and your and your confidence in yourself is not going to be determined on the basis of anything that he does. Okay. Okay, he doesn't get control of that. He doesn't get to decide whether or not you're going to be this strong, you know, a powerful woman. Now, my, my personal recommendation, I'm doing this on just a few minutes of talking to you, would mm -hmm. be to, uh, to, to tell him if, if you really don't want to be married to me, then, um, then you, you should be leaving right now, you know. And you should be making arrangements to take care of your family and to financially make sure that we're all in good shape. Are you working? Yes. You are. So, yeah. um, and, and, and if that's really where you want to be, and let him experience what this feels like, you know, because it's, it's one thing that he may be going through a, you know, some kind of a midlife crisis, or he might be going through some kind of a difficulty. I suspect of something else, but um, uh, regardless of what my, my suspicions are, let him experience what, this, what, what it feels like. Hang on, we're we going to come back. Don't, don't go away. We'll be back. Welcome to Excuses Begone with Dr. Wayne Dyer. 
Thanks for joining the show. And we're taking your calls for Dr. Wayne Dyer. Just before the break, Dr. Dyer was talking to Mandy dealing with a divorce situation, just difficult. And uh, let's go back to Mandy uh, calling Hi. from Orange, California. Thanks for holding. Hi, Mandy. Thank you. Hi. What, I'm, I, what I was saying to you is that I, I just don't think living in limbo is, is going to be a healthy thing for you or for the children. I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking, too. He wants to wait until after the holidays so that we don't we don't disrupt the children, you know, and, and the timing is so bad that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think for that my, my, my what I would offer to your husband is like, I, I want to save this marriage. And uh, it's very important to me. Um, if, but if you if you don't feel the same way, then then obviously you know it can't be done just by one person. Uh, if we need to seek out counseling or uh, or, or, or marriage uh, uh, therapy of some kind, I'd be happy mm-hmm. to participate. If you're not willing to do that, uh, and, and you made up your mind that you want to uh, that you want to end this marriage, then I'm inviting you to leave uh, today, and to we'll set up a, a legal arrangement so that you take care of your financial responsibilities, and we'll we'll move on with our lives. And let him see what the consequences of that are, because if it's not this holiday season, it's going to be another holiday season. And I think putting those things on hold, I think letting him know the consequences of his behavior and what he is asking, the consequences of that, especially with two small children, are very, very serious. And and he needs to know it, that that he doesn't have someone who's sitting at home waiting for him to make up his mind whether he wants to work on this or not. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Complete. Yeah. Yeah, and you sound like a strong man. I I wouldn't be afraid of this at all, you know. How is your How is your relationship to your children? Uh, oh, it's it's wonderful. And how about you know, the, how about his relationship to them? Um, he's been disconnected for a while, and I think it goes back to his self esteem issues. He loves them; and he's a great father, but he doesn't give them everything that he has. A lot of distractions. He uses mm-hmm. his laptop and his phone to to keep himself busy. Yeah. So. So he has a lot of like self-esteem issues. Right. He doesn't want to face. But whatever, you don't. Whatever you don't need to be buried in his self-esteem issues. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, if he's got that to work on, and you're willing to work on it with him, that's one thing. But for you to sit around and just and and be sad inside and worry, it's uh, that's it's not going to do any any good for you or anyone else. And he needs, okay. as I said, when people make these kinds of assertions and they come at you, then they need to know the consequences of their behavior. And, the con- okay. and these are the consequences. You know, you're you're giving up your children. You're giving up your role as father. You're giving up your role as a, as a, as a husband. Uh, if you want to work on it, I'm here for you. If you don't, then you need to get out there and 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 work on it yourself. And I'll be fine. Okay. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Stand by. Have you seen the shift? I haven't. We're going to send you a copy. Okay. I'm guessing it's going to be very helpful. I think it will be. I'm sure it will be. Thanks. God bless <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. And we have time for one more, the bonus call that we never think we have time for. And let's go to Deborah, line three, calling from New York. Hi, Deborah. You still there? Thanks for holding. Yes. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Wayne. I am so thrilled. I feel so blessed to be able to speak with you. Thank you. I do, too. I have been a fan of yours since your erroneous zones. My goodness! Back when I was a young, a young adult. <laughs> you're an old, you're an old person like me now. Then. Yes, well, I'm 53. <laughs> oh, you're just a baby. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're all babies in, our, in, in the soul. That's true. Um, so Wayne, I, I, I have a rather unique situation. I uh, recently retired from the NYPD, where I was a sergeant for mm-hmm. over 25 years. Right. And I, so I have devoted my life to service. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the last few years, I got certified in executive coaching 
and uh, leadership training, and I thought that would be my second career. Mm-hmm. I have had this incredible desire to set up a foundation for returning military members who are coming back from active duty uh, to help reacclimate them to civilian life, help them get a start with, with counseling, maybe some job fairs. Um, and it's a, a very strong desire. I think of it all the time. So what I'm planning on doing is um, writing a book on leadership and uh, you know, using the coaching method of leadership to help people. Because uh, in paramilitary organizations like the NYPD and like the military, you bark out an order, you expect it to be followed, or else there's negative consequences. Mm-hmm. Whereas the coaching method is to really uh, identify the individual, uh, find out what it is that makes them want to participate, and right. speak to that. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm looking to do that and to set up this foundation. I retired in April. I started writing the book, and I have just lost c- complete motivation. <laughs> I, I find myself just uh, you know, letting it all fall by the wayside. Yeah, I'd like you to go. Uh, you're in New York? Yes. So maybe tonight you could go out and, and see this film called Brothers. Okay. Have you seen it? No. Have you heard about it? Uh, I saw commercials on the yeah, TV. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about returning servicemen, and it's, uh, it, was, it was made for you. Um, so that will be a good thing to get started. Okay. Uh, with uh, just see if you can find out where it's playing and and, and go see that. Okay. Uh, and again, it's like what we were talking about throughout this whole show. It's like a, a theme has been, you know, is to take some kind of action, any kind of action, specific action, um, because it, you know the what happens is, and this is again, it goes back to when I write about an excuses be gone. We 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 get it. We we fall back into our habitual self sabotaging ways. Once we we get an idea, we think that it's great and all of that, and we put it out there and we start, and then we start to lose interest because everything isn't falling into place or because God isn't just putting it right into our lap and saying, "Here it is for you," um, you know. And um, you know, it's 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 for for you. I think. Uh, you know, just just reinvigorating yourself with with uh, with with the notion of how important this is, and then find one returning service member in your neighborhood. Um, somebody, are you in New York City or New York yes. State? Yeah, yeah, you're in New York City, so yes. you shouldn't have any difficulty with that. <laughs> no, you not at all. A veterans of, and just uh, bring one person uh, over to your house that you can start coaching. Okay. Um, whoever it might be, somebody that's come home from there. If you can't, then you can go over to the, one of the, uh, the military hospitals. And we uh, have just a few something. seconds, so sorry to jump in, Dr. Dyer. Okay. Um, Stand by. We're going to send you a copy of the film as well. And we will talk next week. Thanks for joining us. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.